0: If you want to find something out, you sometimes know what it is you want to find out, in which case you can either look it up in a book or Google it or ask somebody, but there are other circumstances where you're looking for a solution to a problem but you don't know what the solution looks like or is called or even whether it exists. And there are obviously some famous mathematical problems where the solution doesn't exist. This is one of the places where having the kind of scope that a chatbot, particularly the GPT family have in their latest versions, is so helpful. Because you don't need to know what it is you want to know. All you need to know is what you want to know, if you see what I mean you need to know what the problem is, not what the solution looks like, because you can say, type, I want to do this. Is there anything that will enable me to do it? And they very rarely say no on the grounds that if you can think that it needs to be done, there's almost certainly going to be somebody who's thought of it before you and has provided a means of doing it. So, you can find yourself in a situation where you simply can't get something to work, or you can't understand something, or you realize that you're missing some piece of vital information. And you can just ask the chatbot, What is it that I'm getting wrong here? What is it that I'm missing here? And it will give you some very sensible suggestions, usually. If you've already just to repeat myself, dug yourself into a particular hole, it'll happily, and with considerable alacrity, help you to dig deeper. Because it's really very, very poor at saying, you don't want to start from here, you need to go back. But leaving that aside, I've had a number of instances of this over the last week, and I thought I'd share them because they represent, well, something of a triumph, at least if only to me, If I haven't already bored you with it, and even if I have, I bought a MacBook, quite an expensive one, in 2019, maybe even 2020. And it was quickly superseded because Apple, first of all, had a big falling out with Nvidia, which meant that they had moved away from Nvidia's chips and so away from the CUDA coding form. And then before very long, they accelerated their own evolution away from the AMD chips that they had, and which I have on my machine, towards their own metal chips. Now the whole series of these chips over the past few years, in fact probably a decade, Has had something to do with the metal paradigm. But Apple have now moved into it in spades. So there I was with my expensive laptop, which did anything you could ask of it at the top user level. It would run word processors and spreadsheets and websites and everything you could imagine with great alacrity, no problem at all lots of space, lots of power, did it as quick as a flash. So that, from that point of view, was a great success. But if you wanted to do any coding, well you could do high level language coding, but if you wanted to do anything that needed any real grunt, in other words that needed the power of the graphics processing unit, the GPU, it was more or less off limits. I, about two years ago, discovered that you could access it to some extent using Apple's own Swift language and Xcode and by writing code that accessed the metal processing power of these chips. And I did some of that, and it was quite successful. I was quite pleased with it. But I couldn't do anything standard. I couldn't run TensorFlow or PyTorch, either of them, which are the main high-level approaches to machine learning, they just wouldn't run. And I tried pretty well everything, got nowhere. Until about two weeks ago I heard that TensorFlow, this is partly through the offices of GPT 3.5 Turbo that TensorFlow had now been released in a version that would run on Mac and would access metal. And this I found on a website and it worked very quickly. You had to run it in the Anaconda management system, but that's fine. I've used that before and it worked. But then because what I'd been hoping I could do was run the Whisper transcription program on the on the end of this, was to discover that I had been under a misapprehension, and that Whisper wasn't built on TensorFlow, it was built on Torch. And that, at least I thought, PyTorch didn't have the equivalent. But then, thanks to my friend, I went down a rabbit hole where It made all sorts of suggestions of things that didn't work and were never going to work because they worked on PyTorch. Then I said to it, but isn't there a method equivalent to the TensorFlow method that will make PyTorch compatible with my system? To which it replied, yes, there is. It's just been released. And it is indeed very hot out of the stables. You need to have upgraded your mac to ventura mac os 13 at least i think i'm on 13.3 and you needed to have got your hands on pytorch at least 1.12 but i think i'm now on 2.0 and lo and behold when you stick these in in a suitable way they work and they really work So you can do massive matrix calculations using your GPU in nanoseconds, literally nanoseconds. It did a a 1,000 by 1,000 random number matrix multiplied by another one in something like 0.0006 of a second, which is pretty quick. So... The advantages of talking to the chatbot were that I was put in touch with, I was sent down a path that led to a solution to a very long-standing problem. It wasn't all plain sailing, there were a few false turns and cul-de-sac, but it worked. And it would have taken me much, much longer to do it any other way. Possibly I could have found out from one of the stack exchanges. But even to frame the question is hard enough. Now, this connects to something we've talked about quite a lot, which is the idea that what these chatbots will find themselves doing, or we will find them doing, isn't just finding novel to unrecognised and unknown solutions to problems that we want to solve, it's much more likely, in fact, it's dead certainty, that they will start to find better solutions to problems that we don't even know that we should be trying to solve. In other words, they will really occupy a space beyond the human. The fear that they incite is partly the black box fear that we don't understand what they're doing. It's partly the fear that we don't even recognise the problems that they're thinking they're solving. And it's also that we don't like being shown up to be less good at things, particularly things that we tend to prize as human beings, like our intellectual capacities We don't like being shown up, as being not as good at them as we might think. But there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that we're not as good at them as we might think. And yes, there is still a place at the moment for the creative, for the critical, because somebody's got to say, no, 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 this is a crazy idea. This is another rabbit hole. This is another when in hole stop digging situation. No, I'm not going to do that. I had an instance this morning where it happily told me to install Java which I stupidly did and then the BREW program that did the Java installation told me that it was dangerous to install Java on a Mac because the Mac already provides Java and so you're setting up a potential conflict. So I uninstalled it again and when I said this to the chap I said yes uh, the Bruce program's absolutely right, it is dangerous, you shouldn't do that. But you just told me to do it. So it can be, and here the charge is, as Zizek and others have levelled it, absolutely right. It can be extraordinarily obtuse and you can't take for granted, even that it's taken into appropriate consideration, everything in the current conversation can be absolutely certain that it hasn't remembered anything that you spoke to it about before and since these conversations are really quite short 4096 tokens remember that's the limit when you switch from that to a new conversation you lose everything but even as i say within the same conversation it still gets things wrong it's it's quite good at getting things back to front you can tell it or you can ask it I want a json formula to enter the variables for this function and it will give you a list of non-json formulas just because it's misunderstood what you've said in some way you can always then correct it but that's you just need to be careful but then you always need to be careful and, to repeat my often-repeated mantra again, it would be a bad thing for us to become so reliant and trusting on this kind of technology that we just did whatever it said. Because there are pieces of code, some of them looking quite innocuous, some of them looking completely incomprehensible, such as are involved in things like regular expressions, that, were you to run them, would do your machine... in unimaginable damage. Not to the hardware probably but they would certainly mess the whole thing up and you might find yourself having to wipe the hard drive and start all over again. So I'm not really quite sure what this episode has been about other than a general reflection on the fact that this is an assistant that can be very useful but it needs to be used judiciously doesn't uh, relieve us of responsibility for the decisions that we make in response to what it suggests and I'm very glad about that but I wouldn't be without it. I certainly wouldn't and there are a great many things as I've made clear that I've achieved that I wouldn't have achieved without it or would have achieved but only at a great deal or expense in terms of time and frustration. Thank you for listening.